Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. So glad you're here today for this episode of Happy Brain. Now, today we're talking about Kundalini Yoga with a master, someone who's been practicing over 30 years and has used all his skills and abilities to bring clarity to himself so he can bring it to his clients. So he's a high impact coach and he's going to share with us today some tips on, first of all, what is Kundalini Yoga? Kundalini, say that five times fast, right? Kundalini Yoga. He gives us kind of a Kundalini, Kundalini Yoga 101 and breaks it down for us. I really didn't have any idea before I met Amri what it was all about. And we even do a part of the of the process of the practice, a little breathing exercise that really woke me up during this, this interview. I hope everybody's doing well. I just wanted to point out something that I just saw on the news today. And one of our U.S. senators, and I don't, I'm not talking politics here, but I think we all can appreciate the bravery and the courage for somebody who is a U.S. senator to come out. He checked himself into a hospital a couple months ago and got bipartisan support. People are supporting him. And he's helping to change the conversation slowly about mental health, especially in the Senate, in the highest levels of government. And he suffered from a stroke a year ago, and he just is getting back to his work and trying to do the best he can in his job. And I know for a lot of people who suffer from depression, and I've been there myself, getting back to work after going through a depression can be really, really challenging. And I appreciate him for going forward and just being a, a face of courage as we head towards in the United States, we have Mental Health Awareness Month next month. So I just wanted to do a little side note and, and say I appreciate that because mental health is a stigma. And we do talk about the lighter side of mental health, but as I always say, mental health is a serious subject, of course. And we're just trying to give a different approach so we can find different ways that we can not only improve our mental health, but maybe prevent some of the things that can happen to us, like depression, anxiety, that, that are just part of our lives. With that said, let's learn some tips and tricks relating to Kundalini Yoga so that we can be our best selves and make our brain as happy as we can get it. Cheers. Enjoy. I'm with Amrit Singh. We're here talking a little about making our brains happier and so glad that you joined us. I know you're joining us from Mexico, but via Germany and via India, right? Yes, correct. Awesome. Super well, excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I know you're really passionate about is Kundalini Yoga. Yeah. Could you break it down just the 101 for us just real quickly for those who don't really know that type of yoga? Yeah, so it's it's based in in the same principles as all the other yogas, but it has been a secret discipline for thousands of years. Reason I was so secret was because the teachers who would teach it would just say like, "Hey, this stuff is so powerful. If you practice it regularly, you're not just gonna like give this to everybody. You know, who knows what's gonna happen in the world? So let's keep things secret, right?" And that's how the world was for the last couple of thousand years. Things have changed now where it's much more about everything is available anyway. And so there's no need to keep 
things secret. And so Kundalini Yoga started being taught openly. And it's kind of in comparison to other um, yoga practices uh, called kind of like the rocket ship, right? Because it gets you to travel much faster than, for example, a Hatha practice or an Ashtanga practice, which is much more contained and much slower. For example, if, if you or I as a beginner go into a, a Hatha yoga class, it will take us several years to come to the point where our physical practice can allow our, our spiritual connection to get impacted by it, right? And this is the ultimate goal of all yoga, is preparation for deep meditation. Mm. But who has 20 years to, to dive deep into an Ashtanga practice and really understand how every posture works and go into the, you know, develop the flexibility in the body, only eat perfectly healthy so your body can maintain that. So Kundalini Yoga has a different approach, especially how I practice it. I was taught by Yogi Bhajan and he really simplified it. He said, I want to have a, a thing which can be done in 10 minutes. I want to anyone off the street who, you know, is overweight, 80 years, eight years, it doesn't matter. They should be able to practice this and everybody should have an experience after they get up from a yoga class. So it's all designed to, to stimulate your chakras from the way, from the bottom up and allow that, that rise of the Kundalini energy. And because of that, it becomes super powerful, super quickly. And you're sitting there thinking like, oh my God, you know, I couldn't believe this is how powerful yoga can be. That's amazing. Is there, can we do like a really brief it, it involves breathing, right? Doesn't it involve like certain types of breathing? Yeah, breathing is part of it, yeah. Oh, is there any small part we could do for just a minute just to get a taste of it? Oh, we can do a really powerful part, which, which I like a lot, which is called breath of fire. So it's, it works a little bit like when you see a dog panting, right? And you see their stomach going like back and forth. So on the inhale, the stomach comes forward. On the exhale, the stomach goes in. And really imagine a dog which just ran around for half an hour and then comes yeah. to you and goes like, <laughs> right? Yeah. And has this, they do breath of fire. They do it through their mouth. What we're going to practice is doing it through the nose. So it works in a way where you inhale and exhale quickly. So it's... And this is connected with a movement of the belly, which you can't see right now. But on the inhale, your belt, ideally, you put one hand on your belly. On the inhale, you push against the hand. On the exhale, you push against it. Focus is always on the exhale with this breath, especially as a beginner, because otherwise you can easily hyperventilate because you forget to exhale. So forget about inhaling. Just push in on the exhale on your belly and make sure your belly really pushes in and should be moving like quite substantially, a couple inches, right? So focus on inhaling and exhaling through the nose and we start in a slow pace. I'll just show it and then I okay. go a little faster. Okay. So it's like a... So you're pushing out when you, when you breathe out? On the you exhale, exhale, you, you push, push your belly inwards. Oh, it stops. Okay. Right? So it pulls in, it pushes the diaphragm out, it. it pushes the air out of the lungs and the inhale just happens by itself. That's so amazing. let's just do that for a minute okay. for fun, okay? Yep. okay? And do it slow. Okay. 
put a little smile on your face makes it easier to relax the face <laughs> keep going and then push when it starts getting harder last 10 seconds go as fast as you can inhale deeply suspend the breath just hold it in feel how easy it is to hold the breath hold it a little longer exhale inhale again deeply hold it relax your shoulders tighten your body a little bit push that energy from the base of your spine towards the top of your head exhale one more time deep inhale and tighten your whole body tighten 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 push energy up from the base of your spine to the top of your head tight 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 and relax wow the easing uh, the ability to hold my breath felt so different i felt like i could just hold my breath for so, so much longer yeah. and i have actually a cold right now so when i was doing that it was a little harder because i have a little bit of a cold yeah but um i, I love that feeling at the end of raising up i feel like my energy is like going up i really like that from the base of your spine up um that felt really good does that have to do by the way with your chakras right are you kind of is it as a way of moving your chakras or how does that yeah it's just work? like it's it's just simple awareness we as humans have this ability just through our awareness to change things you know they found out about that in quantum physics and just you know the way they observe the experiment changes the experiment so this is something the yogis knew for five thousand years right <laughs> but you know we figured it out recently so what you observe with your awareness is where you bring your energy. So when you observe your chakras and you observe an imaginary energy rising up your spine, guess what happens? Energy rises up your spine, which is not so imaginary because it was there already and was already rising up anyway. But now with you bringing the, your awareness there, it expands that. I hear this, this thing called the chakra alignment tool. Yeah. What, what is chakra? Is it? What is chakra alignment? And is this a form of chakra alignment? This is a form of chakra alignment. Yeah, because what we do with this exercise is we just kind of rebalance our body and again, trust our body's intuitive intelligence to heal itself. So chakra alignment is self-healing. It's the same like what our body does. Again, we talked about the cut earlier. You know, your body knows how to heal yourself. Hmm. unfortunately is, is it okay to to cuss on your podcast yes that's fine unfortunately we fuck it up on a regular basis you know we sit and we do something stupid we sit on the computer bend over like this for 12 hours and then we're like i wonder why i feel so shitty <laughs> you know or we sit and watch tv or we do all kinds of stupid shit hmm. right we we eat unhealthy we don't take care of we don't exercise enough we we, I mean, we fuck up our body on a daily basis mm. so badly that this body still lives 80 years. It's a miracle, honestly. <laughs> and, so we, talk we all do it. You know, this is not just, you know, you guys out there and I'm so good. You know, I, I fuck up my body on a daily basis. So chakra alignment is just to do some things which allow for the chakras to realign because they want to realign by themselves. And that's one of the reasons why sleep is so important for us. 
like that's the eight hours where you don't fuck up your body and so your body really gets to do a lot of healing and aligning and that's why you wake up the next day it's like i wonder why life looks so good again why do i feel so inspired you know why do the things which bothered me yesterday are not bothering me anymore it's because i'm aligned sorry no i was just gonna say in terms of chakra alignment are there other common things that we do that are chakra alignment that we don't realize are chakra alignment like sleep obviously is probably one yeah, of sleep them, right? is a great one uh, another great one is to walk because when you walk it just through through the movement through this you know like um, this left right movement you know uh -huh. like when you march it balances out the your halves of your brain because both of the halves of the body are moved all these things go swimming is great being water is amazing um being around people that inspire you and uplift you is amazing. Just being out in nature, looking into the trees, all these things realign you. And it's oh, super simple because all the stuff which makes you feel good. <laughs> well, talk about feeling good. So how, how have you noticed or how does Kundalini specifically, we talked about a little bit just now, but uh, how have you integrated like Kundalini yoga in your life outside of being outside of the mat, I would say, if you're doing yoga, but how has it connected with your your life outside of your practice for me i really realized it comes down to awareness and the awareness of just seeing what i do what do i do well where do i fuck up you know what's what's serving me what's a habit which is helping me and actually one of the things which came to my mind maybe some of the the listeners were thinking about the same thing when i said do the things which make you feel good right and people are like, oh, my glass of wine and my cigarette and my joint, those are the things which make me feel good. And you're right, they do make you feel good. Unfortunately, they come with the side effects. Unfortunately, people go too far, right? So if you would just drink one sip of wine a day, your body could easily integrate that and handle that. But if you drink two glasses of wine every day, that's problematic because that creates damage in your body. And that's mm -hmm. scientifically proven. So don't try to tell me that your two glasses of wine are helping you to rebalance yourself because that first sip does. But then you're doing something which creates damage and again, fucks you up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be aware of that. Don't blame it on the wine, blame it on your habits. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets interesting, right? Because same with, with smoking tobacco, for example. American Indians were using the tobacco in a ceremonial setting because it is such a powerful plant. It does these amazing things. When you smoke a pack a day, you got a problem. And then you need to look at why you need to smoke a pack a day because it's helping you to fix something else in your life, which is probably some emotional trauma you haven't released. And that's why you're addicted to the tobacco. It has nothing to do with blaming the tobacco for being a bad thing. And we, we should block it, right? And we should forbid it and make it a illegal drug. That's a very so, interesting perspective. Yeah. So that's, that's where, where it connects, right? And same with smoking weed. A lot of people smoke weed. And it's because that very small microdose allows your body to come into alignment. You smoke that whole freaking joint and you're stoned out of your mind, lying around, you can't move anymore. That's not chakra alignment. That's mm -hmm. chakra fucking up non-alignment. Right. Well, that's fascinating. I've really never thought of the fact that these are all you know natural products like tobacco, weed, things like that. And a little bit, it's natural. It's out there. It's like you said, good for the body. American Indians, Native Americans used it in a 
very productive way. Uh, so it, it's not necessarily going to damage you, but it, like you said, if you do it every day, then it does. It takes the effect away. It's like then that little bit doesn't mean anything anymore. Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share uh, today with our audience? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I put on this course. Can I do a little promotional thing? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. so I'm super excited about it because I did get a lot of requests over the last weeks about the basics of Kundalini Yoga and meditation and how that all works. And so I said, okay, I'll put on a course. It's a five-day course, one hour a day. I'll do it over Zoom. There will be recordings available for people who, who can't make it to the times. We're going to start April 3rd and go to the 7th. So check it out. Maybe we can put the links uh, below in the show notes or something so people can easily find it. And yeah, I'll, I would love to have you there. Can you, this is, can you say this again in case, um, in case we missed the, uh, the April 3rd deadline? We'll try to make it. We might miss that deadline. Um, could, do you want to share your, your website or how they could get this program or yeah i'll, else? I'll teach this course again so even you just, if you can make it on the in this april course and you're just hearing that later in the year right now just come check out my website there will be a link to the to the next one also to the availability to, to download those things and you know we'll, we'll figure it out well this is great this has given me like such an understanding of kundalini and i i do feel better sometimes when i do these shows i actually do some demos like i have people do like different readings and different things like that. So I get the benefit. So yeah, it's, super cool. I'm, I'm definitely feeling a little lighter and more in alignment. So I encourage you uh, to take a look at that, uh, your program, even if it's live or, or check your website out for more resources. Um, and I also want to say that now I feel better about walking every day too. I, now <laughs> I feel like my chakra is in alignment. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many cool things you can do. And it's ultimately we all know we know what's good for us. We just don't like doing it because it's not as fun as the stuff which is not good for us, right? <laughs> it's like eat your broccoli or have a slice of pizza and you're like, ah, I know the broccoli is good for me, but it tastes like crap. So I'd rather eat pizza. But then I pay the price, you know, and then I feel shitty because I ate an entire pizza and now I'm completely like, oh, you know, maybe I just eat one piece of pizza and then eat my broccoli. So, so your body can handle maybe one piece, like a little exactly. bit of tobacco, a little weed, yeah. a little pizza, but... Yeah. You have to do a little bit, otherwise you're gonna need a lot of pizza. Be smart about it. Don't don't be an idiot about it. Don't don't think smoking weed from eight in the morning till ten at night every single day, your spiritual enlightenment. You know, you just stoned all day. Not much happens there. Well, Amrit, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.